We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is July 18th. 7.34 a.m. Mountain Time. That means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, once again, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how you doing, man? How was the uh, great tour of the great driving tour of the uh, Southeast? I did. uh, I did 1,400 miles in about three and a half days. So it was, uh, you know, I could have been to Texas, I think, by then, at least. I've I've driven the country a couple of times and I think it was about 2,200 miles. But it was good. Uh, got a rental car, you know, put plenty of miles on it. And uh, the uh, the boy played some some good baseball. And uh, the girl did three days at uh, at softball camp. So it was good for her to get away and live in an apartment with three other girls uh, mm-hmm. while they were doing it. So they had a they had a good time. Well, awesome. Yeah, I've been uh, busy, too. I'll be kind of sporadic here the next couple of weeks. I just did successfully summit uh, Mount Adams this last week. Man, it was <laughs> It was hard because it was like mid 80s and sun exposed the entire time. And I was carrying probably 30, 40 pounds uh, up to base camp then up. But that's uh, on, on also on like one and a half hours of sleep when I woke up and started to climb the next day. But uh, we're here. We're alive. Uh, <laughs> we're feeling a little bit uh, tired, but excited to have a little bit of normalcy here before things get wild again. I'm actually going to be backpacking with a buddy of mine flying in this week. And we're going to be up on the Canadian Washington border. And it looks like it's still a little bit far out. Um, but it looks like there's a strong chance of uh, Aurora Borealis, Northern Lights, oh, nice. where we're going to be. Very cool. So fingers crossed on that one, uh, but uh, it'll be really cool. And uh, you know what else is cool? Everybody coming in and saying hello. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We got our guy Gary Palmer coming in, 499 Super, over here on YouTube saying good morning, Scott and Nick in Broncos country. Thank you so much, Gary, for kicking us off here with a super chat. We appreciate that. Kevin Gray's in the house and good morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott, big mile high salute. To Broncos Country, Denver Broncos for Life, and MHH for Life. Also says he's trying to send money, but it won't move off the 20. Well, uh, just send the 20 then, man. Don't fight it. Just not, <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's okay, Kevin. We appreciate you coming in. Gatorade Gaming, morning, Nick and Scott. What's good? Broncos Country. We're just hanging out, having a good time. Guy, Ethan's back. Good to see you, Ethan. It's been a bit. Hope you're doing well. Saying good morning, Jensen, Broncos Country. Appreciate you, Ethan, coming in. Hope everything is going well wherever you're at these days. Dave Glassman with the hearts. Good to see you, Dave. Zach Powers, morning, morning. Good to see you, Zach. Caterade Gaming. See, Nick's probably a little slow after climbing mountains. Only climbed one mountain, but uh, it was about like 7,000 feet elevation gain. And the thing was, it was just freaking hot. Uh, I would have been okay if it wouldn't have been so hot, but just 
the sun exposure killed me. But uh, we did it. And now I want to climb Rainier. So uh, I mm-hmm. guess I'm a little bit of a masochist. Jeremy Sean, morning boys, gang's all here. <laughs> Absolutely makes me think of like the SpongeBob meme with the uh, that draws down the fingers. The gang's all here. Uh, Philip Hagginson in the house. Morning, everyone. Good to see you. And Michael Ronquillo coming in with the stars over on Facebook saying good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. A few more. Mark McDonald. I don't recognize the name Mark McDonald or the uh, the uh, image here of the Broncos fan defecating in a Chiefs helmet, but I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Mark. Good morning to you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we got U- U.S. Dave in the house. Buenos dias. Roy Osborne saying, Nick, your next adventure, Mount Everest. I don't think I'll summit Mount Everest, but I would love to get up to the base camp at some point. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, unique prepping. Good morning. Good to see you. Chase coming in. You guys rock. You rock, Chase. Thanks for the support. And also we got uh, Michael Ronquillo and Russell Wilson was throwing at Colorado Buffalo's stadium. So good to get the reps in. We're all hoping for a Russell Wilson turnaround this year and maybe some of that uh, Deion Sanders hype and the Buffalo hype can uh, rub off on the Broncos. But last year we had all the hype and it didn't work out. So. Results over uh, hype all day. But uh, Scott, I uh, did want to talk to you. It's good to have you back. It's, it feels like it's been a long time since we've hung out and talked. Uh, but you found a good article here over on Bleacher Report predicting every team's breakout player for this upcoming season. So I'll give you the floor. Um, what do you find? Yeah, Christopher Knox, he just did a prediction. Who, you know, one player for every team that could break out in 2023. And for the Denver Broncos, he chose... Uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver Jerry Judy. I might argue that he broke out last year, um, mm. but you know I'm not going to pick nits on this because from a national perspective, I think he's probably right that it flew under the radar a little bit because by the time he started piling up numbers, the the rest of the nation, except for you know the Schadenfreude train wreck crew, had tuned out from the Denver Broncos. So he had a very quiet big couple of games to finish the season that knocked on the door of a thousand yards. Um, and, and as he rightly said in the article with one of the worst offenses in NFL, in in the NFL. So having Sean Payton come in, he says, he said, you know, Sean Payton was brought in to fix Russell Wilson, but one of the biggest beneficiaries of Russell Wilson playing better could and should be Jerry Judy. And I agree. I agree with all of that. Would he be my pick for a breakout, uh, breakout star? I doubt I would have picked him, so we can get into that here, you know, as we move on over the course of the next 45 minutes or so. Yeah, and uh, with shout out to Christopher Knox in the article. He says, uh, Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy hasn't quite lived up to expectations as a 2021st round pick. Through three seasons, he has 157 receptions, 2,295 yards, and nine touchdowns. Respectable numbers, but not spectacular. However, Judy has shown growth. He had a career year in 2022, catching 67 passes for 972 yards and six touchdowns, despite playing in one of the most underwhelming offenses in the league. The Broncos' offense was rudderless last season under head coach Nathaniel Hackett, quarterback Russell Wilson, had the worst campaign of his career, and Denver ranked dead last in scoring. The hiring of head coach Sean Payton this offseason should help turn things around. While Payton was hired to fix Wilson, we could argue that one, uh, Judy could be one of the Denver's biggest beneficiaries of the hire. Uh, quote, talk to personnel executives around the league and the combination of Peyton's resume as a play caller and Judy's athleticism and route running is one of one they consider to have the most potential for the biggest returns. ESPN's Jeff Legwald wrote, who, shout out to Jeff Legwald, really like Jeff, good guy. A lot will hinge on Wilson's play and Judy's health. He missed seven games in 2020 with a sprained ankle, but the 24-year-old receiver is well-positioned to finally crack the coveted 1,000-yard mark this season. So Jerry Judy, breakout player. He probably would have been my first pick as well. Uh, just 
it's all coming together for him. Hopefully you'll have an offense that can scheme him open. And I think that with what we saw last season, maybe there was a little bit of schematic unlocking of him. I almost think so. When you think of Jerry Judy and like the quick route running in the short area, a lot of people think slot, but in today's NFL, I almost worry if Judy's lack of physicality specifically over the middle of the field could be a detriment uh, to him. So uh, the ability to play him a little bit more on the outside, give him a little more vertical room and not have him to play in so many contested catch situations might help unlock uh, Judy. And I'm sure Peyton will see what what was working at the end of the last season and try to duplicate that. Yeah. And to be fair, also, it, it's hard to throw the ball over the middle of the field when the middle of the line is collapsing in your lap. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got to be able to throw the ball over the middle. You've got to be in the middle typically because yeah. you don't want to roll out and then throw back across the middle. That's bad news. And the pocket was non-existent last year between Reisner and Cushenberry. It was collapsing on Russell Wilson all the time. He's never, it's never been a strength. And last year it was never going to be a strength based on the personnel in front of him. So again, between the balance of the running game, the coordination, what's your plan, having a plan out there, I think everything should look more competent at the very freaking least out there on offense. It was just, I think, uh, who was it just asked? Did I call a Zach asked, did you call us a train wreck crew? I don't think so. I said, I think last year I said, but oh, between I called people tuning in to watch the Broncos, the train wreck crew. I did say that. I said Sickos. the Schadenfreude and train wreck <laughs> crew. So the people that, you know, are interested in watching, you know, turning into to NASCAR just to watch the the, the car wrecks. Those were the only people, those in, in masochistic Bron- Bronco fans were the only ones still paying attention to the Broncos the last month of the season last year. So those were the ones that would have seen Jerry Judy really have a good end of the year, but most people really didn't. So him being a breakout candidate still holds water for me, Zach. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's now a term for that kind of people. They're the sickos committee. They like watching the uh, grossest football (laughs) possible, mostly on the college side of things, but they're fun to do. Uh, We got Troy Bauer coming in here, 999 saying, Hey guys, glad DeAndre Hopkins did not end up with the Kansas city chiefs. Any chance the Broncos will sign Ben Jones, or is it just becoming too late? Glad the hikes and the ball games all went well. Thanks, Troy. I'm going to be back at it. It's just go, go, go for the next six weeks, but that's okay. Uh, a lot of fun trying to pack it in here. Uh, any chance the Broncos still sign Ben Jones? I think there's a chance still, but I think the f- closer we get to the start of the season, the less the chance becomes, and I think the greater the chance Ben Jones doesn't play at all. Right. Um how about that for a breakout candidate? Lloyd Cushenberry would certainly qualify if he ends up playing really well. Because in order to break out, you have to be under the radar. Who is more under the radar? I, I, I don't know that I'd say that Cushenberry to Broncos fans is under the radar. He's under a microscope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're watching everything he's doing right now because you've been wanting to replace him for the last. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 30 months or so. Um, but yeah, Hopkins Hopkins to Tennessee is interesting. I think I saw a graphic that the uh, before he went in, the, the player with the most receptions, touchdown receptions on the roster, former player, was Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, who played linebacker there. So I think he had a, some pick sixes or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So should be interesting, should help. Don't sleep on the Titans. They seem to be habitually underrated uh, the last couple of years. So um, good shout, Troy. I think I think you're glad. And then between him and Josh Jacobs maybe not being on the roster when you face the Raiders, things are looking up in the AFC West. Appreciate the support, Troy. Yeah, thank you so much, Troy. 999 is a big help. And uh, he's been, he came in consistently last week as well, Scott. So that 999 has been big. And on Ben Jones, we talked a little bit about this uh, two weeks ago, Nick, just that Ben is as plug and play a starter as really you're ever going to find uh, on the offensive line. Yes, you like the cohesion. Yes, you like the camaraderie, all that type of thing. But Ben would fit right in. And he's going to take his time. And someone's going to, again, I don't want him to have to be convinced. I don't want, because of the injury issues, I don't want to be calling him and nagging him to come back. Hey, you sure you want to come back? You sure you want to come back? I want to be, if I'm if I'm George Payton, I'm going to call him and his agent and say, listen, we want you. Take your time. Make a decision. When you're ready, call us. That might be August 1st, which is coming up soon. Um, but because of his injury issues with the concussions, I don't want to have to convince him to come back. Okay. They really want me to come back. I want him to be sure on his own terms for health reasons that I want when, when, when he comes back, I want it to be on his terms. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I still do think that the cohesion in the chemistry between the offensive line, specifically in the blitz pickup and the run game, Mm -hmm. it's more so about the guys more, more so Quinn miners and, uh, Ben Powers and ben, uh, ben Jones probably with that kind of thing, but you correct. are correct. But now picture where your baseline is, and would Ben Jones improve that the second he stepped on the field? If he's healthy, yes. Yeah, he, he yeah. would. He'd be a he'd be an upgrade immediately while he picks up. Would he be as good week one as he would be week twelve? No, no, he wouldn't. 
but he'd be an immediate upgrade at center. Immediate. As soon as he signed on the dotted line, he'd be your best option at center. Yeah, and I think for the positions the Broncos have young rookie contract players, uh, we're just kind of waiting and seeing how training camp and preseason goes. And I would imagine if things, if these players in these situations don't step up and look better, uh, then we'll see some changes. That includes Lloyd Cushenberry at center. That includes the defensive linemen like Owazarike and Hennessing, and uh, also probably the running back spot as well, uh, where we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with uh, Pookie Williams. So it says he's all good to go, but if, you know, kind of looking a little bit like a setback or not quite there, there's still a lot of running backs available that you could sign for cheap and kind of get you through, you know, four to eight weeks if you needed to bide your time there. Um, staying on the topic of center, Jason asks, any chance Dalton Reisner comes back and competes at center or is his anchoring equally as problematic as Cushenberry? Uh, I would say no chance of him coming back and competing at center. Slim to none chance of him coming back and signing as a reserve offensive guard. Um, I just, I think that ship has sailed for the Denver Broncos. It would be, I, I do wish that we could have seen some chances of Reisner at center because I believe the issues of being knocked back and anchored can be somewhat covered from center compared to every other position on the line uh, because you're going to see a lot more double teams. I think the center sees the highest rate of double teams, so you can help with that. Now, granted, opposing defenses can uh, dial up blitzes where they can isolate the center still against a defensive lineman, but if you're doing that every play, that's a schematic advantage to the quarterback. So I, I don't know if we, we've never seen it. It's been something that we've talked about a lot with uh, Reisner potentially at center. The other thing here about bringing Reisner back, I don't think it's probable at all, uh, but I am pretty concerned about the interior offensive line depth right now when your options are Luke Wattenberg, uh, Alex Forsyth, and Quinn Bailey. I mean, that does not make me feel very good. Now, maybe Cam Fleming's your first guard off the bench if the other guards, are, if the tackles yeah. are healthy. Swing OL. Yeah, besides, <laughs> besides center. Uh, but I don't feel great about the interior offensive line. If he wanted to come back for cheap and compete for a backup spot, I would not be against it. Uh, but I, he's not a starter guy and he's probably holding out for starter money right now. They they didn't just look bad last year. They looked disorganized and unprepared. It was just, mm. it was so awful. I, I don't, I, I watched senior bowl guys for the first time coming together after watching the Broncos offensive line for four months last year, handle stunts and pickups better as basically you know 22 23 year old kids playing together for the very first time than the denver broncos did last year if there was any kind of a stunt where the guys you know a, an ends wrapping around a guard and coming up the middle he came through without getting a hand laid on him it was unbelievable how bad it was it, literally i was like you, you cannot believe what you're seeing it, it, it it's it will get better it cannot get worse than it was last year as far as the overall offensive line play um, before we get back to breakout players, Dom has a, has a good question. I want to have a little fun with it. It's that time. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. Scott, I know this is really off topic, but out of those 80 NFC teams, which one had a better defense? Um, the Raiders, that wasn't an NFC team, but that's okay. Uh, the Redskins, 49ers, Giants, or Bears. This one's easy. This, this, this one's easy. The 85 Bears is arguably one of the best defenses of all time. Uh, second, I would go LT and the Giants. Third, I would go the 49ers, who had a very underrated defense. Ask the 84 Dolphins, who had the the the, the, the super duper and uh, Mark Clayton and Dan Marino and were putting up all kinds of numbers and then just got stifled. 
Um, and then I would probably put the Raiders and then the Redskins in that bunch. The Redskins were, they were all about different ways of beating you on offense between the hogs and the, I don't know if they had the fun bunch or not, but they had three different quarterbacks at a great offensive line and could throw the ball and run the ball. Um, good defense, but they weren't really known for the defense the way those other teams were, but bears won giants two with LT in the, in the eighties before my time, but based on what I've heard people say, I probably <laughs> 85 bears. I mean, that's just like a thing that people say right. for, a reason. I mean, they it's don't a benchmark. Even... The 85 yeah. Bears are a benchmark. Yeah. I do think that if the Broncos didn't have ungodly, terrible offense in 2015, that maybe we'd talk about the 2015 Broncos defense the same. Uh, but uh, we'll never know um, because the Broncos. They had the personality to go with it, though. You know, that was part of it. You know, the, I mean, had... I mean, the 85 Bears was a cult of personality type of defense. It really, it was, it was just. You haven't seen anything like that since. You really haven't. As no. far as the defense is becoming is the is the show. You know, and then you had Jim McMahon and his, you know, his shades and Walter Payton, of course, but you know, that was the eighty five Bears D was a phenomenon of its own. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think the Peyton Manning zombie year that we had there was probably overshadowing a little bit of the defense because that was a lot of the conversation of like just how bad Peyton was that season, but they did have some personality. I mean, Von Miller, Akib Tlaib, <laughs> TJ Ward, those are some big person, Derek Wolf. Uh, they had some personalities for sure, but yeah, the Broncos are just horrible offense that year. turnovers left and right. And the defense bailed them out pretty, just a t- totally improbable uh, season for the Broncos that year. And uh, we're still probably paying for that uh, karma to win that one. Rico Cruz. Good morning, Broncos. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. We got our guy Leroy Williams coming in. So good morning, Mile High Salute. It's been a while since I've been on here. Well, good to have you. Question I saw on Twitter the other day, and someone said we signed Marcus Peters. Is that true? I haven't heard anything about Marcus Peters, Leroy. Um, I guess that's another position where if uh, your guys like uh, Demari Mathis and uh, Riley Moss look like terrible in preseason and training camp, maybe the Broncos go out there and make a move for Marcus Peters. I think Ronald Darby's still out there as well. Uh, he obviously knows Christian Parker in this, uh, a lot of these guys in this defense. So Broncos could make a move at cornerback still. It's just we're in the position right now where the guys you have are, unless there's an injury that happens before that, but the guys you have are pretty much what you're going to have until we get more information via training camp slash early preseason. But Peters is available and you're not loving what your cornerback two is. It's a possibility. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I don't think they haven't signed, that's for sure. And and I don't expect anything to happen. Um and Facebook user says, I think I fixed the Facebook user thing. Not quite yet. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. Uh, appreciate it. It's hot down here in Phoenix. I think that might be Benjamin Flores down in Phoenix. So welcome in. Um, don't think it's Ernie Mays. I don't recognize that. But uh, keep keep trying uh, when you sign in. Or come to, uh, let me see here. This is the more active Facebook chat. I see. I can't, I can't, put, that, I can't put that link down for you to see it. Um, because I can't post to that Facebook group either. So, but it is Benjamin. Maybe you could put it in a banner. 
<laughs> banner uh, example banners let me see if i can find one here i'll say hello to some more people bama x good morning broncos country welcome back scott zach powers mentions fleming and garden miners at center maybe that's possible um miners the scent not that he couldn't handle it but the center's you know a very cerebral position and he's still you know working through some of the uh the kinks and pass protection um going from wisconsin whitewater to the nfl but you never know um albert knoppers good morning nick and scott good to see you. i hope you're doing well yeah, Jeremy says 15 Broncos there. I, I started it. It should be a thing. I think we should get a little bit more of that. Lawrence Rivera saying, what's up? Good to see you, Lawrence. Hope you're doing well. Damal saying, it's scorching hot here in Albuquerque this summer. Yeah, it's just been way too hot everywhere. And ZZZ comes over and says, just come over to YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is the main place. But wherever you are, we're appreciate, appreciative to have you in here and hanging out with us. And it is Benjamin Flores. So that's great to hear. Uh, bringing it back, circling back around to Jerry Judy here, Scott. Uh, wanted to touch a little bit more about our conversation about how he could be a breakout. What we saw last season, I do agree with you with the the quarterback play and the offensive line uh, collapsing. That the middle of the field looks were not great, but the contested catch rate, regardless over the last few seasons, has been somewhat poor. So how do you get Jerry Judy a little bit more space? And just in general, you're going to have more physicality, bodies, drops, mm-hmm. contact. When you're running over the middle of the field, you're going to have all the zone coverage here. So I think getting him outside a little bit more um, with these dealing with a little bit more space, maybe a little bit more isolation on the outside as well, where you're playing a bunch on the other side uh, can unlock Jerry Judy even more. So I'm going to be really curious to see how Peyton utilizes Judy this season. Uh, But I think that it's a great call out. He's definitely the number one in the power rankings here. If I was going to rank breakout players, I, I think we'll see him, you know, in motion a lot. I won't say more, because, you know, the first year I covered this team was two years ago when he was in the jet sweep motion every single play. I think he will be in motion more efficiently where they put him in motion and actually use him. Uh, swing passes, whatnot, line him up in the slot, move him around all over the place. I know uh, Sean Payton talked about Greg Dulcich as a joker role, which to me means, you know, positionless. We're going to line him up everywhere and, and create matchup problems. I think that's what you do with Judy as well. Um, you know, swing passes, screen passes, stop routes. He plays much faster than he tests. Forget whatever his testing was. I don't think it was unbelievable. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. four twos. But once he's got the ball in his hands, his acceleration is next level. So figure out a way to get him the ball in space and then let him go to work. Do I want an undersized guy in contested catches that often? Not necessarily. Um, do I want to try and scheme him open and use him as a playmaker to see what he can do once he's got the ball in his hands? Absolutely, I do. And one thing that's really weird about Judy to me, just for his play style and his skill set, is that while he's not really good in the contested catch situations, you know, playing the ball in the air, uh, really just, you know, making the acrobatic acrobatic catches when, you know, guys are draped on him, that's not really his game. But in the physical aspect that is beating press, he is awesome at that mm-hmm. so you might see you might not have to move him in motion so much because a lot of times teams will use motion to uncover guys in press it was one of the things that uh, alabama and the raiders started to really do with henry ruggs who was really fast but if you got a hand on him you were going to knock him to the sideline judy is pretty darn slippery in those press situations so i'll be curious to see what it looks like uh, again one of the more fascinating things for this offense this entire year is how do the weapons line up where do they use them for but maybe you see Corlin Sutton to become much more of that big slot type. Uh, he's been, he was incredible uh, with his success rate on slants, which is something that we saw Michael Thomas make a borderline hall of fame trajectory career from uh, with the saints, you know, slants out of the slot. 
Uh, so I'm curious to see how they will utilize Judy. But the fact that he is so good off of press and get, with his release packages off of press coverage makes me think that he does have a chance to be the actual X, even though your typical X is you think of, you know, the Julio Joneses, the AJ Greens of the world. But we're going to be playing matchup football in Denver this season. And uh, you don't have to have, have the exact old school prototypes with the uh, the bevy of weapons the Broncos have, in my opinion, at least. Uh, I need to go in about 10 minutes or so. So let's, uh, okay. I want to move on to the um, keep, stay on topic and talk about other possible breakout players. Um, one of the guys that came to mind immediately for me was Zach Allen on the mm-hmm. defensive line. Speaking of guys good that call. played in relative anonymity, but are really good football players, Zach Allen fits the bill. Um, when we started talking about guys, spot rack has that really cool feature where I think they called it value. And I clicked on, you know, clicked on value and who's doing well, what their age is, what they were paid. And Zach Allen was like top three. I'm like, that's the kind of guy I want. I want to build a team around a guy who's young, good, and relatively cheap. Uh, at least, you know, where he's being paid now. Doing that in Arizona is not, Arizona's kind of turned into Seattle of the past where you could, nobody ever heard, ever watches Seattle. Um, Arizona's kind of like that now. They're out West, uh, unless they're playing uh, a big name team, nobody's watching them. So for me, Zach Allen could get much more curating this year and much more recognition for being a really good player. And hello to Lawrence Rivera. Thank you for the stars, my friend. Um, but I, uh, Zach Allen was one of my choices, Nick. That's a good one, especially getting considering we don't know uh, what the rotation is going to look like on the edge spot as well as the interior. So he's going to have plenty of opportunity to make some uh, make some moves on that side of the ball. Uh, the next one I wanted to bring up, I think uh, we had Jeremy Sean bring him up. Greg uh, Dulcich could be a breakout player, specifically when you hear Sean Payton talk about him, like you mentioned earlier in that Joker role. I was somewhat concerned about Greg Dulcich's role going forward, considering he just, let's just call it as it is. He is not a good inline player. He just gets blown up. He looks like a, a fullback, you know, out there trying to play in line on some of those reps. And when it's that, you know, match uh, line up and block kind of situation, not good. But if you're going to see him detached more and talk about more movement kind of stuff, maybe out of the backfield, maybe you see a little bit more of like a Kyle use kind of role where he's somewhat of an H back and a split wide uh, tight end versus just a pure inline guy. That's that's matchup stuff that can make out, and especially if you are playing uh, matchup football and looking to get the ball to him. So I think Dulcich could be a breakout guy uh, without a doubt this season in that regard because the reps, the passes are going to have to go somewhere. They're going to have to manufacture some offensive uh, touches for the tight end slash fullback position somewhere. Also because we don't have a no doubt star running back that is can be good out of the backfield as well that you've seen typically from a. Uh, Sean Payton offense. I love Javante Williams, but he's not really been, you know, obviously a Kamara or Darren Sproles esque kind of player out of the backfield. Want to hit on a couple of the the names that have been thrown around in the chat as well. Uh, I like Roy's submission here. If he stays mm-hmm. healthy, I like Caden Stearns. Caden Stearns could be a starter this year. You're hoping he's going to be a starter this year, and he's coming from relative obscurity amongst non Broncos fans. That's it. That's a solid one. Uh, Bam X is defensively. I would have gone Baron Browning if not for the surgery. Baron's gotten his chance, I feel like, to really break out and has been okay. Part of that has been injury, like you're saying, Bam X. So I'm not counting on my, – my expectations for Baron Browning are fairly low. They, they really are. They're not, they're, they're not that far different than Randy Gregory's. I have more expectation for Randy Gregory because he's 
at least a little more accomplished. But -hmm. for me, they're kind of in the same boat, Nick, where I'm worried about them being on the field. And I think Randy Gregory, the best version of Randy Gregory is better than the best version of Baron Browning, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Just you know more tools, more upside. We've also seen better flashes from him. I think I, I would have said Browning though if he didn't wasn't coming off the injury. But with that going on, it seems like one of those things where you just lose it. You know, you lose one week, you lose one month, you lose half the season. Hope it's not a big one. A few more in here that I really enjoy people calling out is uh, Tim Patrick. I think t- so. One of these wide receivers is going to have to have a pretty good year out there, and I think Patrick is one that's very much slept on nationally. Broncos country, I think, evaluates him properly. Uh, but nationally, not a lot of people are hyping up Tim Patrick. So uh, he could be one that really emerges this season. And also, he's probably one of the more uh, physically dominant players the Broncos have on the perimeter. You know, you need some guy. It's football's a tough game. It's a physical, tough game. And he can play physical, tough football, which I think Sean Payton's going to want. Here's my question when it comes to breakout. He's had in 20 and 21, he was knocking on the door of 750 yards. It's about where he was. Do you think he's going to have more than that this year coming off a knee injury? I think it's considering how long ago the injury was and the offensive be, offense being a little better. Somebody's going to, somebody on this offense, I think is going to break a thousand yards and it could I be Tim Patrick. And that would be a breakout for him would be great. And that wouldn't necessarily be a breakout year for him. That no, would I'm be a one K it'd be a glue year for him. This is a guy we need when it matters. You know, maybe he puts up 12 touchdowns to go with those 750 yards. Cause he's getting the big catches, but overall I don't see him having, a year that would separate him from past years to be considered a, a breakout year. Um, Jeremy says, and then I'm going to have to to get going, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. If you had to pick a rookie to break out, I could see five legit options. I think your hope might be Alex Forsyth would be uh, the center position where you need the most. Um, my pick though would be Marvin Mims. Speaking of wide receivers, Nick, uh, can you put him, can you use him in on special teams in the return game? Um, can he become that number three wide receiver that you need? Does he start taking taking catches away from Sutton and or Patrick? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but that would be my um, – and, and I don't – does a rookie break out? I, I don't know. Um, or just like show up, you know. He, he, he uh, you know, he, I feel like he would set a high bar for himself. But, yeah, for, for a rookie that – announces himself on a national stage, I would probably go Mims. You trade up to get him. The passing game is going to be better this year. The offensive mm-hmm. line is going to be better. So we'll see on that one. Yeah, and uh, one more I did want to give a shout-out to uh, before we go in. Breakout player, he's been hyped up because of the fantasy community, but if he's healthy and just where the offense is heading, I think Javonta Williams could be in for a huge, huge season. And I did want to get to this one, but Scott's got to go. But Broncos, I think just where, where the NFL is at right now, you kind of understand why the Broncos are trying to get the most out of John Williams possible because these guys are not getting paid when they reach their second contract. They're getting tagged. They're getting moved on from you have two more years of control left from Javante Williams. I think they're going to try to squeeze every last ounce of ability out of him while he's under cost control. And that means he could be a huge breakout player this year. He had about 900 yards as a rookie and was coming in with a lot of hype. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if you get 900 yards out of him again and 10 touchdowns, I don't know that I consider that a breakout, but I'd certainly pencil his name in for comeback player of the year. Yeah, I, I think you could be talking about a guy who total yards, uh, 1,250 and double digit touchdowns, which I think would categorize him as a an a league level breakout player. 
uh, coming into this year. As far as rookies go, um, breakout guy who would be really impactful. Uh, maybe this is just my Iowa bias coming through here, but if Riley Moss is categorized as a breakout player, that means that the defense is playing really well. Uh, it probably means that teams are having to throw it at Patrick Sertan and, or it means that teams are throwing away from Patrick Sertan and Riley Moss is taking the ball away and going the other way with it, which he did right. like six times at Iowa or something. So that would be an incredible breakout as well, because that would take a lot of onus off the offense with point scoring and the a defense scoring points is, I mean, talk about a game changer. I think the stats of like, if, it, if you score a defensive touchdown in a game, you win like 90, 95% of the time or something. So uh, if Riley Moss is the breakout guy, that would be big time uh, for the Broncos. Speaking Two of big time. comments real quick. Uh, yep. The WI guys coming in hot pink. He says, great show. Nice to catch them live again. Uh, it is great to have you back live again, my friend. Um, mm -hmm. And it's good to be back and, and looking forward to doing much more. Michael Rancio saying great show. Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. And then Jeremy saying, let's be honest. We should all hope it's Russ. Russ, Russ can't break out. He, he is broken. Come, he he just kind of want to return to form. Um, you know, a nine-time prolo, but well, there's, isn't going to break out. You just want him to be back to what he's been. And if he is, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a really good year. Yeah. I think Jeremy meant, uh, the comeback player that we put right. on Javante Williams there. Right. But, uh, I mean, heck if Russ breaks out, uh, again in Denver, that'd be uh, fantastic. So hopefully it's uh better there. Break back out as uh, Jeremy <laughs> says. So short episode today, guys, uh, but we got to get going. I got a car appointment. Scott's got to go pick up his kids. So we got to go, 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 but appreciate everybody coming in and hanging out with us for a bit on this, uh, Broncos for breakfast on this fine Tuesday morning. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done, if you haven't done so yet, join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, if you're joining us on YouTube today or you have a YouTube at all, subscribe to Mile High Huddle, like this show and share it on your social media platforms. We always do appreciate that. Shout out to everybody who came in today to support us. Uh, Ethan, uh, Lawrence, Michael Ronquillo, Gary Palmer, uh, we also had um, Troy. Troy came in as well. So you guys are great. We really do appreciate that coming in. And uh, Kevin Gray, we're still waiting for that $20, but that's okay, Kevin. Um, <laughs> hope, hope you guys had a good one. Scott will be, uh, I'm not sure what the plan is Thursday, but I'll be uh, here Thursday. Yep. I'll be okay. here. We'll be, I'll need everybody here with me on Thursday. Cause I'm going to go solo and I need your help in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel that, but uh, you guys have a great one. We're going to get out of here. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.